Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today on City Cash Chicago. Let's be honest, Super Bowl Sunday is only partly about football. For a lot of folks, it's an Usher concert. And for even more, it's all about the commercials. That makes it a good time to revisit some classic Chicago ads and some even bigger national campaigns that were born here. Axios reporter Justin Kaufman is here with me to reminisce. It's Thursday, February 8th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. Justin, welcome back to CityCast. Jacoby, always a pleasure to talk commercials with you. Now, always, my <laughs> friend. Before we even jump into some of the specifics of Chicago's biggest commercials, what is that one that just lives in your head rent-free? Whether it's a jingle, a phone number, what's the commercial that you, you think of first when you think of the classics? Mr. Submarine. It's mm. the best. It, it, okay, so uh, it, there's, a, there's a great Mr. Submarine. Chicago's original submarine, Mr. There's a great Mr. Submarine with Scotty Pippen, and I think the Lovables, there's like two Lovables on the other side, and he dunks a sandwich, he dunks a sub. But there's some sexual innuendo in there that's like really it weird is. for like 1991 or whatever they really did that commercial. Is. That's my favorite. That's by far my favorite. Every time I see it, I'm like, I don't know how this isn't on everybody's TikTok right now. <laughs> okay, so what do you think makes a good commercial? Because the one that has like that lives in your head, it both is, even as you discuss it, it's kind of weird, it's kind of cool, it, it's memorable, but not in the way that you immediately go, man, I just want to show everybody this. It was so good, brought me so much joy. You're just like, that's one of the the, the most random, wildest commercials I yeah. saw in the 90s. So what makes a good commercial? In Chicago, uh, there has to be some uh, point to rep repetition, uh, especially when you're talking about old school Chicago commercials. Mm -hmm. They ran those things all day. Uh, so I feel like everyone who didn't have a job when they were like 19 watching <laughs> like the, the Munster reruns or whatever it was saw the Victory Auto Wreckers over and over and over and over. That old car might be worth money. Call Victory Auto Wreckers at 860-2000 for a quote. So I think that does play a role, but I will say that I do think there needs to be the obscure ones, the, the weirdness, like you just mentioned, like the a little bit off or or they're trying to do something funny. I mean, comedy plays a big role, but something where it's just a little bit like grabs your attention as you're watching it is is a hallmark of a Chicago commercial. There's not too many that are just straight ahead that you're like, oh, I'll hmm. never forget that commercial forever. It's Eddie and Jobo on the top of a double decker bus. <laughs> It's a it's a six foot eagle dude taking a, 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 a an egg crap on the top of your car, and then I never like even the way they react to it when the egg crashes is like low rates. I'm like, why are they talking like that? Bro is clearly wearing a mascot costume. Jacoby, this is the town that uh, at least the area that brought you uh, Svengoolie and Berwin and, and everything about. It. I mean, there is so, a kitsch factor in what what especially was happening in the 70s and mm -hmm. 80s in Chicago and local television that that just stays with us. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something in the water, but the kitsch factor plays big for old Chicago commercials. 
Anybody who has been listening to CityCast for a while, they might remember our classic Chicago Jingles commercial. And I, I have to reach for Adriana first when I think about the one that has just got me on a lock because that yep. jingle has been stuck in my head since I was three years old. <laughs> Feel the warmth and luxury that you deserve. Adriana first. Such a great. That's that is one of the best. I mean, the good because not only that you have to have. You know, obviously we're on a podcast and you can't see, but but having a woman in a fur coat, kind of, you know, like uh, effortlessly turn. Yeah, sachet. <laughs> like so. I mean, these commercials that we're nostalgic for. Do you think they're actually examples of good advertising, or did we just like hear them all the time? You think about Victory Auto Records. I think they just retired that commercial. Yeah, they did. But it was like. It's it, it felt like sort of low cost. The dude reaches to open his door, just like falls on his foot. And I was like, I see it all the time, but I don't know. Is is that a good example of a commercial? Yeah, I don't know if, if Victory, if more people sold, scrapped their cars <laughs> to Victory Auto Records because of commercial, but you're absolutely right. I mean, they follow a format and the, mm -hmm. a format is usually a jingle. You're talking about a 60s, 70s, 80s commercial. It's changed nowadays than, than before, but there was a format of the jingle. There was a format of get that phone number or, or whatever you're trying to, to, to hawk in front of people so fast. Uh, and that that is, that's all in every one of these old Chicago commercials. They do follow a format. They might be strange. Mm -hmm. Eagle Man, as you mentioned, or Andreana Fern or what they're 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 telling you what what it is they're telling you why it's important most of the time they'll give you a little cutout of why it's on sale mm -hmm. and then and they give you a jingle great one to think about is empire carpet empire carpet okay. which is a now is a na nationwide commercial but at the time when it was a chicago only company that was all about uh, a guy telling you about carpet and then they they hung everything on that jingle everything mm -hmm. 582 300 everything was hung in that jingle Nobody else can possibly do it. Five eight eight two three hundred Empire. Uh, Empire Carpets was actually the winner of the Axio Chicago Best Chicago Commercial of All Time bracket. And I don't agree with that. Like I would, I would not consider that to be the kitschiest Chicago commercial of all time. I get why people did, mm -hmm. and a lot who of it did is you, who did you think should win? I thought. Well, I was a big fan. Andreana Furs is a great one. Mm -hmm. I thought. Uh, Eagle Man and Victory Auto Records, and and I, you know, I'm like I said, I'm partial to the to the Mister Submarine Scotty Pippen <laughs> like <laughs> commercial, and I also, but uh, you know, the sixteen that were, any of the sixteen that were there at the beginning probably had a chance to win, but Empire Carpet wins because of uh, what I consider to be the the uh, the routine effect. Mm -hmm. So at that time, people forget about this that Chicago, you know, Channel Nine would air the Cubs, and they would air the White Sox, but mostly the Cubs over in the day games, right? So, so many people were watching daytime television that may not have been watching before, mm -hmm. and Empire Carpet sold that spot. I mean, how many times do you say Empire Carpet during Cubs games? Facts. And so that was a, that's specific to a Chicago feeling and a Chicago time when people are watching day games on Channel 9. I mean, Chicago's advertising prowess isn't just limited to these local gyms. Uh, we also are the home of some hugely recognizable campaigns. Marlboro Man, Tony the Tiger, uh, McDonald's, um, uh, a, sl a slew of McDonald's commercials came out of Chicago. Are any of those that you think folks would be surprised by? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I didn't realize this, but a reason, you know, New York City will always be the advertising capital of the world, Madison Avenue, that kind of thing. But Chicago was neck and neck in the early part of the 20th century. And it was because of the mail order catalogs, because of Sears and Montgomery Wards, to an extent Marshall Fields, 
that they were they were considered a place for advertising because of how how po- think how popular those were. Right? Mm-hmm. That was how you ordered stuff. Right? There was before the internet, you would go to the Sears catalog or whatever. So there were they they ha- already had a footing in the industry because of that. And places like Leo Burnett is mm-hmm. the the main company that you just mentioned. You know, did all those ad uh, campaigns. They did Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm-hmm. Which is a great one. <laughs> That's them. Uh, they did the Jolly Green Giant. All that stuff was was out of Chicago at that time, and it's impressive when you look at the lineup because you're like, mm-hmm. those were those were not just uh, you know great commercials, or whatever. There were significant commercials in the zeitgeist. Like who yeah. you know when we think about what was a great commercial in the '80s, a lot of them were coming out of Chicago. Why do you think Chicago became the home of such memorable advertising campaigns, big and small, even after? The, the sort of catalog heyday uh, sort of, uh, you know, kind of tampered down. I, th- I you know, honestly, you, know, you don't see too much made of this, but, you know, Chicago has been uh, a major landing spot for young, creative, comedic mm. talent. And and in that, you, I'm talking about improv, right? Second City or, or the other theaters that are in town. They would all these people come here. They would learn. They'd go on the stages and they'd go to Hollywood or New York. And for a long time, and I know this, uh, you know, personally, Places like Leo Burnett or DDB or, or any of the other ad uh, agencies that were mm-hmm. downtown hire improvisers to be ad people. And then that mm-hmm. was a, that was almost like a, a career choice. If you're doing improv classes at Second City, you're like, well, maybe I can get on with uh, Leo Burnett. And they, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll do some improv in a, in a conference room and they'll use it as, a, you know, as the next ad. So I do think there's something in the water here when you're talking about like all the comedic talent that comes here from around the country to study at Second City, to try and make it to, to the stage, to then get on Saturday Night Live. Another option is to go into advertising because, you know, it's the same concepts of you're creating things that are memorable, uh, a lot using a lot of uh, charming skills like comedy and improv. And, and so many improvisers I know personally have, 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 you know, sort of fulfilled careers in advertising because of that. I also think about Chicago being a sort of pioneer in terms of diversifying who you saw on your screen, a place like Burrell Communications, right? When McDonald's started using more and more black folks in their advertising, Burrell was one of those companies they went to to make culturally relevant advertising. They didn't always hit, right? Calvin's right. got a job, you know, probably wasn't my favorite, but but you saw over time uh, a more kind of culturally salient campaigns, especially with uh, Burrell kind of leading that charge. And I would say, I would say to that too, is that another thing you look at like the fifties and sixties when, mm-hmm. when advertising began, like they really consider Chicago to be uh, a place that you could speak for the, for the commoner. Or speak directly to the commoner. If you're in New York City, they, they I mean, they kind of make that joke that they're up in Madison Avenue and they're not, you know, you watch any Mad Men. That's kind of like they they can't connect to the to the you know the the, the real person in, in mm-hmm. America. And Chicago was closer. Like it's a much different experience of of having an industry in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we lose in this new day of advertising? Like, will will Gen Z be looking at the ads of today? 20 years from now are, are you know are we building nostalgia particularly on a, on a local level yeah absolutely lose because it costs a lot of money you yeah. know probably even more than it ever did before so much is moving to to youtube and to social media and you know i, I remember interviewing the leo burnett head a couple of years ago and he's like get ready for five second commercials i'm like there's no way mm-hmm. and now you blink your eye and it's five second commercials you you know you watch hulu it's a it's a 15 second 10 second commercial i mean they're they're finding mm-hmm. different ways to adjust the format of that 30 second commercial i thought it was interesting after one of the maybe it was the golden globes coca-cola did like a one minute it was kind of like the bear parody 
where they were like it was like a the screamy kind of <laughs> you know like yeah. but it was like so long I mean, it was, it was artistic. You're like, oh, but remember, one minute commercials weren't, weren't that out of the ordinary. But now I'm like, oh my god, I'm sweating. This is so long, and it's because <laughs> they have they have now conditioned us that it's a five second commercial. So can you get um, Mr. Submarine into five minutes? Can you get Andreana Furs into five minutes or five seconds? That's that's the question. And I'm not sure that people are uh, if if that's the right space for them or if they will go the way of of the of the AM transistor mm-hmm. in the sense that those old commercials are just going to go away. Man, I mean, we talking about Super Bowl. I just looked it up. Thirty seconds, seven million dollars. And I wonder what I, I'm. I'm. I'm intrigued to see what happens when they start having Super Bowl events that are digital, meaning like something mm-hmm. where you know what is YouTube charged for a six second spot before you know the stream, things like that. I think that's the future where you like how how are people you know they're finding different ways to send their message uh, in such compact. Uh, formats. I think that's the future. It's going to be down to one second. It's going to be subliminal. It's just going to be Adriana. Adriana first. But maybe, maybe advertisers across industries will sort of link up and it's sort of like you're going to be wearing an Adriana first, heading to Web Boys to get a to get a Chevrolet and then on the way out the door, maybe, you, you know, you, you picking up something or you right. Oh, my God. Right. And you get in the car. You know what? I need to call Empire. Check in on my new car. Right. And so maybe it'll be like a three for one, one 30 second commercial, <laughs> three advertisers in one. <laughs> Don't give it away, Jacoby. Don't give it away. This is our new business. Uh, uh, <laughs> we could we read the new advertising. Don't give in this stuff away for free. Let's let's do it. Justin, we know you love a little sound quiz, so we we got one for you. Um, and so we want to see: Can you name what these commercials are selling? And we oh, had boy. to go a little bit obscure because even just in this conversation, you was dropping nuggets. I mean, yeah. some of these you might have already mentioned them. And so we wanted to see how well you know okay. uh, Chicago commercials. Let's start off with the first one. La Arena de los Toros, valor y habilidad, crean el destino. También en la Arena de la Ley, si usted tiene un asunto legal sobre un accidente en el trabajo o en el carro, usted necesita abogados bilingües, los toreros de la ley. Rapidos. We There's tried a, to stump you, so we, we know, put it in a, Spanish. That's a tough one. That's a car commercial, but uh, who is it? Oh, you can't guess it off, off no. top? Uh-uh. That is, in fact, a commercial for a very famous lawyer in Chicago. Oh. My name is Peter Francis Geraci. You can listen to my free 24-hour bankruptcy. And- Peter Francis Geraci. In Spanish. Oh, yeah. Okay. I <laughs> and like it's that. him reading it straight up. Um, sort of giving his American Spanish. I love it. That's a good one, man. That's good. I have not heard that one. That's good. <laughs> you stumped me right out the gate. All right, here is number two. What is this former athlete, uh, this former Chicago athlete selling in this commercial? This is one six foot. I can't handle one on one. Ladies, let's have a party. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. It's ridiculous. This is one six footer. I can't handle him. Like, yeah, it's a basketball reference, but like the looks. They're like, what? What? What are you, what talking, are you about? talking about? Who talks like that, Scotty? That's a Mr. Submarine commercial. That that's what I mean. And then it ends with him like dunking the sandwich, which is so weird, like in like it's slow-mos and he like dunks it, and you're like, I don't I don't get any of this. Like like they're just like, we got Scotty Pippen, so let's we got one we got an hour to shoot this thing, so let's shoot it. During the mid-90s, uh, when Jordan was getting like Be Like Mike and, and mm-hmm. Gatorade, Scotty was getting all the secondary stuff. So he was getting like Scotty, you know, Scotty Pippen Dodge. Like up on Western, and then he had this commercial. I love the that this can become a series. It started <laughs> off with jingles, 
overall class commercials, and then part three is going to be very niche. It's just going to be Scotty Pippen deep cuts. <laughs> just <laughs> Scotty Pippen commercials. All right. For a slightly different take, what okay. is the formal name of this famous character that came out of Chicago's Leo Burnett in 1965? Dried butter flavored crescents. Fresh and hot. And Pillsbury says it. <laughs> so that's a Pillsbury Doughboy, right? Mm hmm. What's this? Form, form, let's see, I mean, like it's a, formal name. I didn't know this until, I, like until Pils, I heard this. Mr. Mr. Pillsbury <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> Apparently, his name is Poppin' Fresh. And who are you? I'm Poppin' Fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. May I have this dance? I ain't no bro had a name. I'm not even going to hold you. Apparently, it was a whole series with his name, uh, and it was inspired by the sound it makes when you open the the canister uh, and tap it onto the and tap it onto the of counter. Course. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I just sort of I like to pop right. it in my hand. I like to unravel it and just. I'm more of an. I'm with you. I'm an unravel guy. Yeah, I like unravel to see it kind of like squeege mm-hmm. out, and then I like to to sort of. Uh, continue to to turn it uh, my damn self. <laughs> uh, Justin, I appreciate you sitting down to talk about some classic Always. Chicago commercials and take the city cast ad quiz. You're the best. You guys are the best. It's so much fun. I could do this all day. <laughs> Before I let you go, stay tapped into all CityCast Chicago has to offer by bookmarking our website, chicago.citycast.fm. Subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, and save our number in your phone, 773-780-0246. Right? Just when we was about to rant about bad Chicago sports teams, the Bulls gone and beat the number one seed, Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey, won't he do it? Of course, I got some good news for you. You can see the Axio Chicago team tonight at the hideout for their regular office hours. The show will feature special guest interviews and the first ever dumpling battle between Monica Ang and the author of a very Chinese cookbook, Kevin Pang. There'll also be some Chicago trivia and prizes, and we all know how much y'all love some trivia. We're going to be back bright and early tomorrow breaking down some key stories from the week with our friends Brandon Pope and Shakia Taylor. We'll talk to you then. Peace. I'm not going to lie. The more and more I hear older and current Scotty Pippen stories, the more I start feeling bad, G. Like, I understand why he keep flip-flopping on his love for Mike G. And I get that while right now it sits in the absolute gutter. I just feel like he had, a really, he had a really bad agent. Because he was really, like, oh, he, his like, con, contractually, he got robbed. Yeah, he got Let's, robbed. He got robbed. But even this, like, they're like giving Jordan, like, Coca Cola, McDonald's, Gatorade, and they're like, <laughs> Scotty, you on Dodge and Mr. Sun. <laughs>